I got a question for you. Are you following the voice of the good shepherd or being led astray by false shepherds? Let me say that again. Are you following the voice of the good shepherd or being led astray by false shepherds? Interestingly enough, when Jesus chapter, John chapter 10 speaks about shepherd, that he is making some statements about himself. He calls himself the good shepherd, but then he says there are many false shepherds that are in the sheep pen of our life, and we need to be watching out for them. We need to be watching out for them. Today, I'm going to try my best not to read the scripture because, as you can tell, still see, I have my old like two prescriptions ago, glasses on. I have ordered the new ones. They are coming, hopefully by next week. But I don't want to put you through the painful experience of me trying to read with these because <laughs> chances are I'm going to lose my space. So here we go, though. John chapter 10, this is the titled The Good Shepherd. And Jesus begins to unfold this idea that um, there is only one gate to enter. And there is a sheep pen. And I call the sheep pen of our life because really that's what it is. We have um, people who are influencing our life. And he says there are some false shepherds that like hop the fence and try to get in the sheep pen. They don't go through the appropriate way. They basically are not representing Jesus because Jesus says, I am the gate. I am the gate. And when he says that, it also means that he is the only way. You know, I don't know if you've been like me, but there's been times when I'm saying, like, is Jesus really the only way? Like, what about all the other world religions? What about the other faiths? Like, they, some, some people seem so more devout than I am, and yet they're believing a lie. Can that be? But we know the scripture is God-breathed, and it is true and right. And so when Jesus says he is the gate, he is the only way, that he is the only way. So I just want you to be rest assured that when people are starting to say, well, there's just like, I'm a good person, or I do good things, or there's multiple ways, or, you know, just because we call one thing one way, you know, where it's, no, Jesus is the way. He's the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through him. So he reaffirms that. By the way, red letters in this Bible uh, shows that his, Jesus' words as written by John, and, and so he says, okay, but... Let's go back to the pen of your life, the sheep pen of your life. He's saying that he's the gate and he's the good shepherd watching who comes in and out. But there are those who are like thieves who come in and jump the fence. I often have this picture. I live in the old town, historic town of Gilmington. And we actually have what is called um, the pound still in existence. Basically what it would have been is in the old times when people would lose their animals, they would gather up the animals into a stone. Um, they didn't have fences per se back then, but in a stone area and there's a gate. There's a gate, but it's all surrounded by stone and they would push the animals in there until they found the owner and the owner would come and, and receive his animals. I, when I read this, this is what I picture, that, like it's a pen, but then I, I'm thinking like here's Jesus, that he's standing in front of this, protecting this pen, and yet there are others sneaking around in the woods, getting ready to hop over this fence, and trying to go in and influence these sheep, or I would say we in the story here, Jesus refers to us as sheep. Anybody, are, is anybody offended uh, being thought of as sheep? 
I mean, they are kind of dumb. <laughs> but but I, I just want to... <laughs> okay, now you're very offended. Now you're very offended. <laughs> hey, I'm one of them too. I'm just a sheep. I'm just a sheep. And that's why we have a good shepherd. By the way, so, the reason I say that somewhat jokingly, because I think sometimes we think that we're, we're so smart and we know the right way. And the reality is, is we need Jesus to show us the way. Because by ourselves, we're going to be led astray. You know, I kind of look at this, our lives as we've been entrusted with things. And, and, and as we begin to listen to the false shepherds in our life, and who are the false shepherds? See, Jesus, he knew how to communicate to a culture so very, as very agricultural culture back then, right? People would be shepherds. But shepherds back then were not just shepherds who looked after sheep. Shepherds were also known as the religious leaders, the political leaders, the business leaders. You know, we, um, that's why we, I, I love what Neil Hubacher does with um, Church Ambassador Network. He tries to partner up, he calls them the shepherds of government to the shepherd of God's people and trying to combine them together and realize that the shepherds of God's people should be, should be connected to the shepherds of the government and so that they can point to Jesus. But as we begin to do, um, go on with life and, and we have these marbles of our life and, and we start listening to the false shepherds and, and, and we realize that there are false shepherds. My question is like, who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? Because if we listen to the false shepherds, our, our marbles start to move into another container. They start to keep moving along in, in a place of like, are we listening to the latest political folks and really beginning to inform our life? Are we listening to the latest TikTok and it begins to, you want to see my TikTok moves, by the way? <laughs> my kids are in the front row and they're like, dad, do, do not do it. No, no, I just kidding. Okay. All right. Sorry, kids. I will not scar you for life. I won't. But anyways, you know, we start listening to all the different voices and we start listening to, to be informed. What's informing your life? Right? We have these false shepherds that are informing our life. And they seem harmless because after all, it's just culture. After all, it's just media. After all, it's just, it's just these things. And eventually, we start being informed by so many other voices other than the good shepherd that we come to the place where we find that we've lost our marbles. <laughs> I know, sad, sad. But it makes a point. You know, in Romans, in Romans... It says that he will turn us over to an abased mind. Whoa, that's a heavy one. What does that mean? Basically, he gives us free will and he says, you have a choice. You have a choice to either listen to the false shepherds that are in the pen of your life. Or you're going to listen to the good shepherd. Because here, Jesus goes on and says, not only am I the door of the sheep... And not only do you have a thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy, right? Because that's what an abased mind is. He's basically stolen all of our joy, all of our peace, all of our life. Because Jesus says that I came that you may have life and in the fullness, like our marbles are complete, right? Not just our marbles in our brain, but there's a fullness of life.
But the enemy wants to come kill, steal, destroy, John 10.10. Right, but then he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. There's something about a knowing. Knowing. There's, there's intimacy. It's, it's not just head knowledge. It is a relationship with Jesus. And he wants to be our good shepherd. Oh, get away from this one. This is, you lost your marbles on this one. Let's put this one down. Because we, you are full of goodness here. And, and what we've realized is the good shepherd informs our life. The good shepherd informs our life. And all these other things, as much as they're not wrong or per se bad, if it's not Christ-centered, if it's not rooted in Jesus, that's why he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And apart from me, you can do nothing. And so as we give a parts of ourselves away to whatever, you, you name it, whatever, the, anything that's not connected to the vine, anything that's not connected to Jesus, then we realize that, that we have somebody who's looking to kill, steal, and destroy. And then we find out why are we in a life that we feel depressed? We feel anxious? We've lost our peace? Is it possible that we've been listening to the false shepherds in the pen of our life? But here's the thing. The question I asked already, are you following the voice of the good shepherd or being led astray by false shepherds? The difference between those, how do you know? How do you know if it's the good shepherd or the false shepherd? Well, Jesus says, they will know my voice. They will know my voice. It's interesting, so as much as I made the joke about sheep not being super smart, but they really are actually very good at distinguishing the voice of the real shepherd versus false shepherds. If you've ever seen any of those videos, you can just um, search them online. But it's amazing. You can get uh, multiple flocks of sheep together in a single area that are not all owned by the same shepherd or cared by by the same shepherd. And all of a sudden, you'll have one shepherd who decides, okay, we're moving on to green pastures here. And he just makes a call. And all of a sudden, these sheep know how to distinguish the voice of their, she their shepherd and depart from the whole group and follow the shepherd. And Jesus gives us this analogy and gives us this, this um, word picture, if you will, because he's wanting us to realize that if we have false shepherds, which he does say that there are, they will jump into the pen of your life and they, they have one goal, right? And the enemy has one goal, to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, that's three goals. <laughs> he has three goals, to kill, steal, and destroy. Three objectives. He hates you. You know why he hates you? Because you're in the made in the image of God. And he wants, to, he wants you to get away from anything that resembles God. And he wants to bring hurt, pain, and destruction to your life. And the, and the key is, you know, the, the scripture says, sin is fun for a season. How many people have sinned and, and had fun doing it? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> but really, right, if we're honest, it's fun for a little bit. And then we pay the price because sin always has a consequence. And the consequence isn't always felt right away, but it will always take something away from your life. It will remove some of your marbles. 
And Jesus is reminding us, like, I am, he doesn't say that just the shepherd. He says, I am the good shepherd. He's the good shepherd that stands at the door of your life and not only knocks on your heart, but he's there to guard and protect from the ones that want to, like, jump over the corners, who want to sneak in your life. But here's the interesting thing is we, he's only there if we want him there. See, when we says that he gives us over to an abased mind, what it really means is, if you want to do it, I'll let you. I'll let you make those poor choices. I'll let you just keep being informed by the culture. I'll let you just keep being informed by Netflix. I'll let you just keep being informed by your social media. I'll let you. But then it leaves us quite empty and feeling a level of despair, and we're wondering, like, wait a second, where's this good life? Well, the good life is found by Jesus, who is the gatekeeper of our life. And he wants to give you an amazing life. And when I say amazing, it's not like, okay, uh, the fairy book store thing, or like, you know, the, the endless uh, life on the beach, you know, picture whatever your per- perfect scenario is. No, he promises to be there with you, never leave you, forsake you. He doesn't condemn you. He restores broken areas of his life. He gives you hope. He gives you purpose. He loves you. He gives you peace. He helps you get, have joy in difficult circumstances. Whoa, Jesus does that? Yes, because he's your good shepherd. But the challenge is in this world that we live in, there are things that are wanting to steal our marbles and and jumping into the pens of our life. And there's tricky. They're tricky. And Jesus is reminding us in in John chapter 10, not only saying, I am the door to to the sheep, but I am the good shepherd. He's making these not, not suggestions. They're statements of who he is. But I've all, always loved this John 10.10 10 because it puts the, these two jars face to face. These two illustrations right there that, that it says, And the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy. But I come that I may give you life and give it in abundance, abundantly. I am the good shepherd. So as we're wrapping up here today, I I want us to come face to face with who's in the pen of your life. Who's in the pen of your life? Who's informing you? Who is is continuing speaking to your life? Because when when we say, okay, wait a second, uh, we hear the shepherd's voice, and then I would say that still small voice that can be your conscience, it can be your Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And the sheep know my voice. My question is, do you know his voice? Well, the only way, we've talked about this before, the only way to train yourself to know his voice is you've got to spend more time listening to him than listening to the false shepherds of the world. It really is a time thing. It's a time thing. You can quickly do the... The math in your brain. Yes, we're in a time of prayer and fasting for 21 days. And thank you for joining us in that journey. And the desire of it is praying 
And fasting, meaning is the prayer is spending time with God as we're giving something up in our life. Why? Because we want to have our ears trained to hear the voice of our good shepherd. And, and, I, and I love this. He gives us free will. He never makes, he never pushes it on us. He never says you have to do it. He invites us. He invites us and says, would you allow me to be your good shepherd? Would you allow me to be the gatekeeper of what you put into your mind? Would you allow me to be the gatekeeper of what you put into your life? Would you allow me to be the gatekeeper of your relationships? Would you allow me to be the one that's standing outside the pen of your life in you choosing to what comes in, what goes out? I, I love this scripture too. He says, he says, in the coming and going, by the way, I'm trying hard not to read this, but go in there read um, John chapter 10 yourself. In the coming and going. And that terminology was really a terminology of as you're living your life. As the coming and going of your life, let Jesus be the, the doorkeeper of your life. Put it another way, he's the filter of your life. What, what, are, you, what are you allowing Jesus to filter in and through your life? You know, it was interesting. I was, I was talking to Pastor Richie a little bit and, and just talking about my own struggle in, in realizing, okay, where's the balance of, you know, there's some fun shows out there. There's some good shows, but sometimes they get a little bit raunchy and I'm like, oh, I, don't, I don't know what I do with that, right? I'm just like, it's the world. I'm not living it. I'm not doing it, but it's kind of the world and I'm wrestling through this, this and, and it's kind of like we, we determined I say Pastor Richie determined. By the way, Pastor Richie's a really good pastor, by the way. He pastored me. He pastored me. And he says, you know, it's really not about right and wrong. It's, it's really about what's giving you life. And it's so true, right? I think sometimes we, we just kind of like right and wrong, right and wrong. And there's like, I shouldn't do it because it's wrong. But it's actually when Jesus says, you know, let me be the gatekeeper of your life. He's really saying, let me give you life. <laughs> Let me give you the things that bring you life. And, and that just changes my point of view sometimes. And I get hung up on the rights and wrongs. And, and that's fine. I let the Holy Spirit convict. But I think at the bottom, at the end of the day, we just need to say is, as I'm listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, which is really Jesus' voice to us today, as I'm listening to it, am I following what he's saying and I'm allowing him to be the gatekeeper of my life? And, and then I'm just saying, Jesus, please be the gatekeeper. Because as I learn to hear your voice, and as I follow in obedience to your word, what I'm going to find is life in abundance. But as I continue to live, oh, I'll just push that away. Jesus, I don't really want to be the gatekeeper. I let people jump over the sides of my life. And in the pen of my life, I let the, 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 false, the false shepherds in and who are whispering things to me that then begin to start killing, stealing, and destroying things in my life. Killing my peace. Stealing my joy. Destroying my hope. And then it gets a little bit simpler where we're kind of like saying, Jesus, like you, I, I, will, I will let you make that decision. 
I will, but my heart is that you hear my voice and you allow me to be the gatekeeper of your life. So today, would you just make a decision and it's your decision to be made. I love there's another part in scripture that, that Jesus, he, he's masterful, by the way, when he asks questions. There's certain times he makes statements like, I am the good shepherd. I am the gate. But there's other many times when he asks a question that it forces us to determine the answer ourselves. If I were just to say to you, um, I'm wearing a gray and blue flannel, yeah, you are. But if I said, what am I wearing today? You, you are now engaged in understanding, like, what is he wearing today? Okay, don't judge me too much right there. <laughs> Why did I pick me as the example? Oh, I feel very weird. <laughs> you start looking at me. Uh, oh, you are looking at me. Okay, that's fine. But, but I guess what I'm saying is Jesus many times would say, who do you say I am? The question is, who do you say I am? And I think today, that's the question that he's asking us is, who do you say I am? Am I your good shepherd? Are you allowing me to be the gate of your life? That, that Jesus is the filter of which things enter and leave our life? As we're going through, as our coming and goings, that Jesus is the the filter of our comings and goings that we're checking in with him. He's there to protect us, to inform us, to guide us. Is he so good that you've trained your ears to his voice and you long to be obedient to what he's asking you to say, uh, asking you to do? So who do you say Jesus is? And I would hope that you'd say, I want him to be my good shepherd. I want him to be the one that informs my life. I want him to be the one that gives me the fullness of joy, the life of abundance. Thank you so much for watching us online. We're so glad that you joined us. We trust that Jesus has spoken to your heart and you've been challenged by his word. If you'd like to know more information about Grace Capital Church, please visit us at gccnh.com. We'll see you next time.